Welcome to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Now here are your hosts, Nina and Brian Dixon. What is up, everybody? I hope everyone is doing great. Thank you for coming back and joining us for another episode of our podcast, Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. We're glad to have you here. Let's start by recapping last week's Wisdom for the Week segment. If any of you read any of the books we mentioned or watched any of the movies, please drop us a comment or message and let us know your thoughts. So, what are we doing currently? Right now, I am currently getting ready to go on a business trip to Russia. I have a great opportunity to visit Moscow. I'm going to be speaking at a conference where I'm going to be talking about blockchain and cryptocurrency. And also, I'm going to be giving another talk around international startups entering the U.S. market. So I'm pretty excited about that. But that has me pretty busy getting ready to head overseas And I will come back and share all the experiences that I had when I was in Russia. Now onto our topic of the day. Our topic today is about passions and intentions, but what led us to do this podcast was more so helping people find their purpose in life. Many of us are stuck in this grind, so to speak, or in a job that we don't you know, necessarily like anymore. And so it's kind of just getting away from the complaining stage of that and getting to like, what can we actually actively do to get on the path of doing what we love to do every single day? This topic definitely hits home for us today because both Brian and I, in our own respective ways, have dealt with the issue of trying to figure out what our purpose or passions are in life and then figuring out a way to make that quote unquote our job. And some of us know, some of us know this at a very young age, what we're meant to do, others figuring out in high school and others in college, but many of us, and I think a lot of you will agree, can't really figure it out till our late twenties or sometimes even our mid thirties. I mean, I even know people who changed careers for the better around the age of 50. So the first thing to note here is time is not of the essence. It all happens for everyone, I think at a different time, you know, we all have different journeys. So definitely don't make the mistake of comparing yourself to others. If you must compare yourself, then I believe that you should use others as inspiration or motivation to help guide you to your passion or purpose. This should help fuel your confidence and belief that you will eventually end up where you're meant to be, just like the people that you may be looking up to right now. Let's get into how to find your passion or purpose. I think this first step is extremely simple, but huge. I mean, it's, it's the beginning of everything. And that's being able to openly admit to yourself that you may not be happy or fulfilled in your current career or job. This is huge and it shouldn't be undermined. And it's because it's not easy to admit this after you may have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on education in a particular field, or maybe you've spent five to 10 years in an industry that just isn't what you thought it would be anymore. Or maybe the, what you're doing now just doesn't fulfill you anymore. We all grow and evolve into different you know, versions of ourselves. So it's likely that maybe you've outgrown what it is that you're doing now and you're looking for something new. Many people I know are already at this point where they're able to say, hey, this just isn't for me anymore. I don't know what I want to do, but I know that this is not for me anymore. Now you're telling the, this is important because 
Now you're going to be telling the universe and yourself that you want something different. You want something more beyond what you're doing now. Because how can we make changes in life without first actually realizing we even want a change or need a change? Another reason that I personally believe this is an important step, because you're more likely than not probably going against the grain when you say to yourself, I don't like my current job. What I mean by that is you are standing up for yourself in a society that commends people for spending a lifetime at the same job. Tenure is looked upon as some badge of honor. You are now standing up in a society that does not yet fully realize that money or success follows happiness and creativity. It's not the other way around. You are standing up in a society that applauds a fancy title or a fancy degree, yet they will put entrepreneurs on the cover of of Forbes magazine, many of whom haven't even graduated college. So to be able to get out of the limitations that have been taught to us by the people before us is major. And that's when doors and opportunities and success, I believe personally, is absolutely unlimited. The possibilities become endless. So the first step is admitting it or coming to terms with, okay, I need something else. The second step would be to get clear on your passions. Your passion can be anything that simultaneously challenges you, intrigues you, and motivates you. This is very contrary to the idea that doing what you love makes work effortless. I personally believe that a passion puts you to work. It fuels you. It gets you motivated excited, inspired, resilient, focused, and determined. It's like, it's actually what you're willing to sacrifice everything else for just because the pleasures from doing this uh, mean so much to you and bring you so much joy, fulfillment, and success. I think that you can discover your passions by asking yourself some very simple but tough questions. And I believe while asking, this only works, I think that when you, asking these questions only works if while answering these you are extremely honest with yourself, that you really dig deep within yourself and think, I'm going to answer these questions as if nobody's opinion or judgment or no amount of money or any other limitation even matters. I'm just going to answer them freely from my heart. So something that I did in the past was, I read this in a book, I'm not remembering what book it was, but you pretend that you have a genie granting you a free pass just to do what you love. And it's not about money. It's not about success. It's not about fame. You know, it's not about providing for somebody. It's literally just plain and simple. What would you rather be doing? And at that point, you have to ask yourself, truly, if this genie is granting me this wish, what is it that I would say? So some things that can help you guide, that can help guide you to that would be asking yourself what you do for fun. Maybe asking yourself what interests you all the time. What do you catch yourself reading about or wanting to learn about in your free time? If you were truly granted a genie with three wishes, what would one of them be? You can ask yourself what you're good at. You can also ask yourself about the things that you might catch yourself daydreaming about. Brian, do you have any suggestions of how to get clear on your passions? Yeah, so I think one of the most important things to do when you're really trying to get clear on what it is that you're passionate about, if you don't already know, is to get quiet. And what I mean by that is spend some time to yourself. Spend some time alone, meditate on that subject in silence, 
Maybe spend some time out in nature and allow yourself to connect with your surroundings and really begin to ask yourself, what is it that I would do if money was no object? And when you have the answer to that question, and it may not happen right away, it may take some time. It took me years to figure out the answer to that question. And when you figure it out, spend your energy doing that. Start setting intentions, and we'll describe how to do that throughout this podcast, but start setting intentions towards that because once you figure it out, that's the path that you want to go on because it's going to help drive forward in both your personal and professional life. And so my recommendation is to get really quiet, spend some time disconnected, and really think about what have you done in the past that you really, really enjoy. Maybe it's a hobby that you really enjoy. Maybe it is what you're already doing, and you you just haven't realized that it is your passion. Sometimes that occurs where You wake up one morning and you realize you're in the middle of your passion right now, but you didn't realize it was your passion until you started doing it for some time. That is something that actually happened to me with some of the stuff that I do. So get quiet, disconnect, really drive towards figuring out what is this passion. And when it comes to you, start beginning to set intentions to guide you there. I think it's important to know when you're trying to answer these questions about your passion and and what you're good at and and what it is that you want to do now to be realistic in the sense that it sometimes takes us days, weeks, or months to get absolutely clear on these answers. I can't tell you in my 20s how many times I had gone back and forth with things, changed my mind about what I wanted to do, didn't have it figured out. And looking back now, I realize it was because I was kind of letting other people's you know, input and judgment and opinions kind of get me, you know, got me clouded in a way, I would say. But then I I do think that when you start to follow your own heart, if you can just cut that little step out right now and just, you know, take our, maybe our advice for it as, um, as we're talking about now that all you have to do is give yourself some time. And like Brian said, get quiet within yourself But don't put a limitation on this. Don't say that I hate my job so much I got to leave in six months or two days or three days because I I can guarantee that it will take weeks or months, maybe sometimes even years for you to really find what it is that you're meant to do or what it is that you're passionate about that you can turn into living for yourself. I believe many people, something else you can do actually is start to guide your focus in that direction. And what I mean by that is sometimes we get, We can say, yeah, I don't like my job, but then we get caught up in life, right? We get up, we go to work, we keep complaining about it. We go home, we have other responsibilities to take care of. That happens to the best of us. But if you can start to guide your focus on what it is that you want to do or your passions or finding a new purpose for yourself, I think that's, that's major here. Many people live in reaction to life events And their state of being is always dependent on the circumstances in their lives. But the moment you begin to ask yourself, what am I passionate about, is the moment that you will start to move in that direction of your passions. I did this personally, and it was from here that I had made a choice that my focus is my greatest asset. When I consistently choose to be focused on the things that I want or want the feeling of, instead of focusing on the things that are now happening now in my life, That has been a major contributor to my success. 
where I choose to put my energy and purposefully direct it to the things that I do want or things that I want to do, that's where my actions followed as well. You're going about your day doing your own thing, minding your own business, and sometimes someone texts you something negative or stirs up something negative and you can't really figure out why. Well, instead of obsessing over it, just let it go. Clear it up and move on. Go back to focusing on your goals, your passions, your dreams, and things that make you happy. Don't get distracted by anything or anyone else. Practice intentional focus on the right things in your life. You'll be way better off and you'll accomplish way more. Many individuals don't know how to move on from circumstances such as this. Another example is when someone spends too much time looking at the closed door instead of focusing on the new and the present opportunities and moments. This could be maybe you did take a risk and a chance and applied for a different job and got rejected. And now you're thinking, oh, I'm just stuck here at this old job. Like it's going to take me forever to find another job. Don't look at that no, so to speak, from that other employer, that closed door is what I would call it, for too long. Just pivot your focus back on, okay, what is it that I'm going to do? What is it that I want to do? Don't spend too much time harping on the old stuff. Your focus is your greatest asset when it comes to directing the course of your life. One of the most powerful choices you can ever make is to direct your focus in the direction of what you're passionate about. And this absolutely can be very hard at first because there may be a time when you don't immediately get a reflection of what you want. So this goes back to what I had said, that sometimes it takes months, weeks, or years to figure out your passions. You know, maybe for a year or two, you're plugging away at something that you enjoy doing with no tangible results. This could lead you to ask yourself, was any of this worth it? What am I doing? But you have to know that as long as you stay focused on your vision, it's going to lead to results you approve of. The key to making this decision to first act towards your passions and then sticking to it, knowing that as long as you stay focused, it will absolutely happen for you. The key word here is decision. And the root word of decision literally means to cut off from. This means that you have to cut off from limiting beliefs, spending too much time watching TV shows, doing things that set you back, getting distracted by outside people or circumstances. And as you do these things, you will be able to focus more on doing what you love and then eventually things will take off. If there's anything you get out of this episode today, it's this. Direct your focus in the direction of what you are passionate about. Cut out anything or anyone that brings you down. Your focus is your greatest asset and the more that you focus, the more momentum you build and when you make that decision to move forward, no matter what, everything changes. Whatever we focus on expands and expand that vision with your focus. That is awesome. I totally agree. And something that's important is that after you figured out what your passion is or what it is that you would like to do moving forward in your personal or professional life, or maybe just even the industry that you think you're going to be passionate about, what you're going to need to do next is work to set intentions. You might confuse goals with intentions. So I'll go in a little bit about what the difference is. What Brian just mentioned is you want to set intentions now once you've figured out your passions. Not goals, intentions. You likely it's, it's what you want to achieve. You can goals are what you want to achieve. You can check them off as you reach those goals. But intentions are more of how you will get there. So for example, my goal is to launch a second book in early December. 
Well, my intention is to be present each day and make consistent effort and tangible movement toward my goal, which is to launch a book in December. I have to be consistent in my energy levels. Instead of working in huge bursts only a few days a week, I have to be working a little bit every single day. With respect, so with respect to your topic today, which is getting clear about your passions, you may discover that you want to leave your corporate job to pursue a career or something you don't know yet in the fitness industry, but you know it's in the fitness industry. Then you can set your intentions to allot your evenings between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. to researching the fitness industry to learn more about what's out there for you. The goal is to align with something you'd enjoy doing in the fitness industry. But your intention is to spend every single day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. researching that industry. That's your intention. Your intention is to research this industry every day, every weekday after work hours. That's how you attain the goal. This is huge. So briefly, like intention, when you think about it, like there's this goal that you're going to pursue, and that's the end game. And your intention is the effort and energy that you're directing towards that. And this intention setting step is built off of figuring out your passions, which was step one that we just discussed. And as long as you are true to yourself with figuring out passions, you will have a very easy time setting your intentions and following through with them. So after defining your passion, you move on to step two, which is setting these intentions. Intentions are that thing that you plan to do or achieve um, or aim on purpose, basically. Think of an intention as the sail of a boat. So without it, there is no movement. There's no direction. So really just set your intentions, then relax and trust that the wind is going to carry you in this direction that you choose. So achieve what you want by simply setting more intentions. It's really that simple. One of the reasons we experience the same thing day in and day out is due to the reaction we have to our environment and the similar response that we have to it. And what I found to be super powerful is to observe my thoughts and then choose my response to my environment. So this is kind of that idea of responding instead of reacting. And you see, since most thoughts are on autopilot anyways, By bringing in awareness and then choosing the direction of focus, we start to create a new momentum that the boat can go in, metaphorically speaking. And the next step is to set intentions. And to do that, you must first know what you want. This is of paramount importance. This includes an outcome of the goal. However, I recommend not being attached to the outcome and how things happen. So set the goal, set the intentions, and then release expectations and guide towards them. This is a balance of energy and is done with the awareness to the importance you give to the goal being achieved. So know that you are good either way, and that's when intention becomes stripped of resistance and allows you to move through the universe with ease. So trust in this process, and as you do that, your state of being will go up and things will happen for you more smoothly and in a more streamlined fashion. So in a sense, these intentions, they really provide a framework for you to set priorities, to use your time wisely, and also to align yourself with the resources you need to manifest your goals. The process of setting and working towards your intentions declares to yourself, others, and the universe at large 
that you are serious about your dreams and your goals, which you should be. And a strong, positive, and energized intention is likely to repel that which is not in alignment with it. So the opposite is also true. A strong, positive, and energized intention will attract the essence of what it is. And there's this book, uh, Choose Your Thoughts Well. And discussed in it, it says that since thoughts precede every action, and action determines results, choose your thoughts and intentions well. So when you're setting a clear and personally compelling intention, you will tend to always act in ways or respond to situations or create supportive opportunities and really make choices in harmony with your intentions. So essentially, you will have a tendency to have the experience that you consciously determine is important to you as an individual. And also by setting clear intentions, it's also going to help you to course correct and be more balanced if any difficulties arise. So setting these intentions is key to manifesting personal and professional goals. And Nina and myself have been doing this for years and we firsthand experienced the positive results that come from it. And setting intentions for your professional goals should really be tied to your passions and what makes you happy as we discussed earlier. So after you get clear on that, you can set the appropriate intentions that align. For example, here are some things that I set for myself years ago when I was in the legal field and I knew that I wanted to get into the technology space. Didn't know how it was going to happen, but I had defined that I did not want to pursue the legal career route anymore and I wanted to make a leap into the technology space. So I set this goal of I wanted to be in the technology field and release my expectation for how it was going to happen. But I set these very clear intentions. And I'm going to share some of these intentions that I set because I wrote these intentions down and I still have them to this day. And I have three ones that I'm going to share with you. So the goal was get a career opportunity in the technology field. And the three intentions that I wrote down to guide myself in that direction were, one, I will do whatever it takes to get a job in the tech space even if it means working for free. And that's actually super important because my first opportunity that I got in this space was a free internship. And I took it with full gratitude because I wanted to do anything it took to get into this space. And after a short period of time of me proving myself with the organization, I was able to transition that into a full-time opportunity. Intention number two was, I will learn whatever I need to even if I don't have that knowledge right now. And so when I made this transition, I didn't have a lot of knowledge about different types of building technology products and the process that goes into that or investing in technology startup companies and everything that goes into that from the legal and negotiation standpoint. But I knew that regardless, I was still going to learn it because it's what I wanted to do. And my intention number three that I set was, I will actively go knock on the doors of businesses to put my energy out there and not just sit behind a computer and apply to opportunities. And this one to me is super important because I'm not sure if a lot of people realize this, but in today's day and age, a lot of times when you're applying to job opportunities online, if you don't build your applications with specific keywords that resonate and are pre-programmed into job opportunities you likely will never reach a person because a lot of employers 
use different types of computer software that scans through applicants. And if they're not using specific keywords for opportunities, it'll reject the application before it even reaches a person. That's like step one of their process. So if you want a new career opportunity, you have to put yourself out there. And I know this is so difficult because we have become so ingrained with leveraging email or social media or text messages. And we've really forgot this concept of going and knocking on somebody's door, walking in their office and shaking their hand, like putting yourself out there and networking with people and doing it in person is never going to have the same effect as technology because you can email somebody, but it doesn't put a face with a name. It doesn't allow you to shake that person's hand and feel that energy between you as two human beings. And that's really what it takes within this universe to go attack a goal is putting yourself out there. And for me personally, I ended up walking down to a co-working space one day in St. Louis and knocking on the doors of a ton of different businesses and just walking in there. And these were all startup companies and learning about what each of these businesses were working on. And then I came across Capital Innovators and I walked in the door. I learned about what they did. And I said, you know what? This is so fascinating. This company was a startup. They were mentoring and working with other startup companies and helping them grow and scale through a mentorship pool they had developed. And they were also investing in these companies. So I was going to be able to learn all the investment transaction mechanisms that go in to that whole aspect of the venture capital space. And so it really allowed me to do several different things that I was interested in. But I was able to do it because I got up off the couch from behind my computer. I walked to this co-working space and I walked in this office with no appointment and shook the person's hand that was working there. And through that, I was able to ask for a free internship, which in turn ended up resulting into an opportunity that almost six years later has helped me grow my career beyond my wildest dreams that would have never occurred if I wouldn't have set that goal and set these very specific intentions of what I wanted to do. So setting intentions don't just have to be for personal goals. They can also be for your own personal growth and well-being. And I have some here listed that I, I, from time to time I look at these, I think that I'm at a point where I just say them so much repetitively in my head that I don't need to like write them down. But here are some of them I'll share with you guys. For example, I intend to be happy today. I intend to respond first and then react. My intention is to witness the good in everybody. My intention today would be to lead by example. I intend to be open to success and abundance. I intend to stop taking things personally. I intend to forgive others and myself. Or maybe I intend to make meditation a more important part of my lifestyle. I intend to be more present in the moment. Or I intend to be more mindful in everything I do throughout my day today. So these intentions are more personal based on your mood and your well-being, you know, kind of like your mind, body, spirit stuff. They're not really geared around your professional goals, so to speak. But I do think that this is very important. I think that just as important our professional goals, our personal goals should be right up there as well, because we can't really be the best that we want to be in either one of those areas of our life without working on both concurrently together. So... Some of the closing comments that I want to discuss regarding passions and intentions is that it is everybody's right to do this. So you have to understand and you have to believe that you have 
passions within you, within your heart, that you have to learn about if you don't already know about them and are unaware, or if you do, but you're still doing something on a daily basis that doesn't align with your passions, you need to fix that. We are on this planet for such a limited amount of time, and so many people in society have literally accepted this concept of wake up, go to work, come home, watch some TV, go to sleep, and then get up and do it the next day. That is not a fulfilling life. You need to figure out what your passions are, and you need to set clear intentions on how you're going to achieve them. And if you never do this, you will likely go throughout your entire life and regret it. And as you get older, you're going to be telling yourself, why didn't I do this? Why did I not take that risk? Because it's going to work out. You just have to believe that the possibility is there and it will happen for you. Like we've mentioned in past episodes, it may happen in a way that you weren't expecting, but I guarantee you it will happen. And so you have to have the courage to take that risk, define what your passion is, and set your energy towards that so that you can determine what type of life you're going to create for yourself. How are you going to architect this reality to ensure that you are living a fulfilling life? And that is could be something different for every single person on this planet. Everybody has different passions and desires. You know, I actually worked with the company recently, and one of the things we did is we went around the table with each of the founders, and we asked each one, if money was no object, what would you spend your time doing? And this one founder goes, you know what? If I had all the money in the world, what I would like to do is landscape and mulch every single day. I'd want to go to people's houses and just mulch their yard. I don't want to hear their feedback. I don't really care about if they like my mulch job or not, but I would love to just mulch. And I started laughing because it was like, that's so different from what I would do with my time every single day as I'm dedicating it towards my passion. But to have another person say, I would love to just go out and mulch every day, it just showed me how... Every single person has something different that they're passionate about. And you really have to get quiet and figure out what that is. And I think once you do that, and once you start putting your energy towards that, what you're going to do is you're going to structure your energetic frequency to align with what your heart truly desires. And when that occurs, you will have opportunities that will open. You will have doors that will open for you that you could have never imagined. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. So you have to not have any expectations on how quick this occurs because it could take months. It could take years. It could take 10 years. But you have to know that as you put your energy towards it, every single day you're one step closer. And you have to approach that with extreme gratitude and patience And don't be worrying or fearing how it's going to happen, but be present in the moment knowing that it will happen with every fiber of your being. And I guarantee you that over time, it will occur. And once it does, then you're going to be aligned completely with what your soul's purpose is on this planet, what makes you happy, and you're going to be a better person for yourself, most importantly, and you're going to be a better person for the people that are around you. I also wanted to add something to that. You said that People should be focusing on their goals and whatnot. I think some, oh, you were talking about the time, how, how it could take, you know, years sometimes. I think something that helps me not focus so much on the amount of time that it's taking is 
I have to like remember in my mind, like, okay, time is not of the essence here because it's going to happen the perfect way in the perfect manner at the perfect moment when I'm ready and the universe is ready to deliver my, you know, goals or whatever it is that I'm working on at the time. But sometimes I can catch myself, remind myself, why don't I just get curious about it? I think if you're more curious about life and your outlook is more of that of curiosity instead of like wanting, wanting, wanting and trying and trying and trying and when is it going to happen? Just be curious as to, I wonder how it's going to, like, I wonder when it's going to play out. You know, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be like this, like get into the feelings of it, imagine it. So practice getting curious instead of impatient when it comes to the time. I totally agree. I think that you have to really be committed to the process and have to learn how to enjoy the experience. Because being in the present moment throughout this process is really where the joy comes from because you learn so much about yourself and about your experience through that process that it makes it much more rewarding and fulfilling. And I think that if you go through your life and you do not take a strong stance of determining what your purpose is and then living out that purpose you're not only doing yourself a disservice, you're doing the rest of the world a disservice. And the reason that is, in my opinion, is because people do their best work when they're doing what they love. And if you don't find that, you are doing a disservice to the rest of the people on this planet because they're not getting to experience you at your best each and every day doing the best work and for the reason why you were put on this planet for this limited period of time. So I think it's of utter importance to truly take the time to define this because by not doing so, you're doing yourself a disservice and everybody else. And I think that when you learn that and you understand what your purpose is and you begin to shift into that, you're going to recognize it and so is everybody else around you and you're going to just give off this positive aura and exude this vibrance of positivity and alignment in everything that you do that then it's going to teach others that they can do the same thing. And so it's like when we talked about in past podcasts about the best way to change the world is to change yourself first. And this is such an important thing to think about because changing yourself and figuring out what your purpose is is going to help you on that alignment into your future for success. Now onto the wisdom of the week segment. So this week we decided to, Brian and I do some things to help us stay consistent on our paths. Um, a lot of the things we do are, are together, some of our businesses. So naturally those things align for us and it kind of gets easy to tackle our goals together. But even though some of these things are kind of cheesy, I would say, they definitely seem to work for us because we're just, I mean, we're always trying to create something out of nothing. We're always up to something, whether it's writing a book or doing a podcast or going here, going there. So like we're always trying to stay on our A game because that's just what makes us happy, you know? So some of the things that we do do and maybe can help you guys and you guys can, you know, do this on a weekend or whenever to help yourself find your passions or be guided towards them get some goals, and be able to set some intentions. So the first thing I'm going to talk about, which I'm sure many of you have heard is, and Brian, I know you have one too, is make a vision board. These things are fun. Don't discount 
how much fun these things can be. Because once you get started on a vision board, you can absolutely like you, you step back and think, wow, I had some like big dreams here. I had some big goals that I even forgot about. Do you want to explain to them what a vision board is? Sure. So a vision board is basically a board where you will define what you want your future to look like. And for example, like when I created my first vision board, I put a house on there that I wanted in the future. I put like a location that I would like to live in the future. I put cut out pictures out of magazines of like the career that I wanted, uh, pictures of the freedom that I wanted in my life and the financial success that I wanted. It could be things like a certain financial amount by a certain date. It could be a A car car that you want. It could be a significant other that you desire. So what you're doing... Did you put me on a vision board? Ooh, maybe. (laughs) But what you're doing is you're basically creating a tangible thing that you can view every day to look at and see this is what my future is going to be. And what's really important about that is that you're seeing it, and I would put it in the location where you can take a look at it like every morning and every evening before you go to sleep. For a while, I had my vision board in my bathroom next to my mirror. So like every morning as I'm brushing my teeth or every night when I'm going to sleep, I was seeing this and I was thinking about it. But what's really important that I've learned when it comes to visualizing and trying to manifest these things is that you want to do them in a mind state as if you already have it and not as if I want that in two years or I want that in the future. Well, let's back up a minute. So a vision board though is literally like a a board that you can buy at Staples or any arts and crafts store, right? I mean, I have an electronic version of a vision board and so do you, like our screensavers and stuff. But a vision board is a crafty board that like a white plain board and you go get magazines or print off pictures of things that you would like that you know exemplify or resemble the kind of life that you want for yourself, aka you know a Rolls Royce or like this kind of uh, clothes in your closet or this is the kind of job I want or the kind of husband I want. Like you put all these things together, it's like a collage basically. But with that being said, you're not limited. And you're not really doing this as an activity to get something or want something. It's more of a fun activity to get into the creative flow of like, if I could have my dream life, what does it look like on this vision board? So you get really into it. Like you can spend three or four hours doing this. And also, if you're one of those people out there that's balling on a budget, I got a pro tip for you. Don't worry about going out and buy the board. Just cut out what you want to see and tape it on your mirror. That's that's, true too, that's yeah. easy too. So or, we we did the more board method because it allowed us to have more structure to it, but it's not necessary. You don't need to go actually buy a board, but the concept of a vision board is you're creating a vision for something that you want in the future and you're visualizing it as if you already have it right now when you look at it. Yeah. The second thing we both do, and I know we both do this because in my bathroom on my mirror, I have a couple things written down. On our headboard in our bedroom, I have a couple things written down. And Brian has something written down on his mirror where he gets ready. So we write it down somewhere where we will read it several times a day. So if there's a goal you're trying to hit or an intention you're trying to remember to focus on every single day, write it down as if it has already happened. For example, if you want to be... I'm just using very simple examples here. You know, if you want to be a multi-billionaire by the year 2021. Okay. Write it down. I am a billionaire in the year 2021. 
every single morning, you're going to keep looking at that and looking at it and reading it and reading it. It'll take years. It might take months. It might take days, but you're going to start aligning with that mindset. That's the whole goal here is that you say it and speak it and read it as if it already is so that you're already aligning yourself with Maybe you happen to run into somebody who gives you a big opportunity. Maybe you happen to you know, start a fund that gives you that opportunity. Things will happen when you put that focus. The vision board, what does it do? It brings your focus to what it is that's important to you in your life that you're trying to get. What is writing it down somewhere? Will you read it several times a day do? Brings your focus to it, which is what we talked about earlier in this episode. The third thing, you can talk about the third thing. So the third thing is, don't put a time limit on anything and just trust that it will happen in the best way and right on time. This is so important because, you know, I think it's important to have what I call definitiveness of purpose. So when you're setting goals, put a specific date to which you're trying to hit that goal because you want to have that resonate with this universal frequency in which your mind is thinking. But what I say, when I mean don't put a time limit on anything, don't feel bad if it doesn't occur in that timeline. So I think it's important for goals to have a date on them because you're reading that and that's going to help align you there. But don't have attachment and expectation that if it does or does not occur by that timeline, it triggers an emotional response in you. The fourth thing we do, well, I I personally do this one a lot, um, is I daydream and imagine about the things that I'm trying to achieve or I'm currently working on. Like I, I'll daydream about the end goal sometimes while I'm driving. A big time I daydream is when I'm running. I get to such a point mentally where I feel like that thing or that goal is already attained and I'm just basking in what I think it's going to feel like, like how great it's going to feel. I'm also very intentional when I'm having my matcha latte in the mornings or I'm having my tea in the afternoon Whenever I'm alone by myself, no matter what I'm doing, I try to be very intentional with those moments. And 99% of the time, I'm daydreaming about something in a very positive manner as like it's already happened. Like I'm feeling the feelings of that goal already being attained. So I'll take it one step further because I used to do this when I was single and I wanted Nina back in my (laughs) life to to be my relationship partner. And I used to drive around when I was driving and I would act like she was sitting in the passenger seat. Like I would visualize her in my passenger seat. I would be talking out loud to her as I'm driving, just telling her how much I care about her and how I'm so happy that she's with me and acting like she's literally sitting next to me. And if I would have drove by somebody and my window was down, somebody probably would have looked at me like I'm a crazy person. (laughs) But I'm telling you, I did it. And after the course of a couple months of just doing that, I literally had her in my life. She had moved from where she was living in a different state to St. Louis. And it's because every single day I was setting this goal and these intentions. And then the universe began to open up doors to allow it to happen. That's so sweet. (laughs) You want to talk about the fifth one? Yeah, sure. So the fifth one we have here is say it out loud. So Exactly what I was just saying is I was in my car saying this out loud or, you know, talking it into existence when you're in the shower or maybe when you're outside going for a run. And this really helps you set this in the present tense. So instead of saying, I have a Tesla in the year of 2020, 
every day you're saying, I have a Tesla. And you're not putting that in there. Like, I have a Tesla right now. I'm driving it. I'm visualizing what that feels like. And I'm putting it in the present tense because like we've talked about before, the universe vibrates at a frequency that reflects what you think. So if you're saying, I have this in two years, then the universe is agreeing with you and reflecting that back. And then you're constantly pushing it out two years, two years, because you're not thinking, I have this right now, whatever that topic is. And so once you start doing that and vocalizing it, it accelerates things. Some, now we're on number six now. The sixth thing I do intentionally is I know that sometimes when we set a goal or, or set out to do something or wanting something in our life or someone, we tend to go from like a desire, then it turns into a little bit of a hope. Sometimes we get discouraged, then it turns into like a belief, like I just know this, I like, you know, but I practice getting into a state of just, I know I absolutely know that this, I'm going to attain this. I'm going to accomplish this by hook or by crook. I'm going to do this. And that's that. And I get into this place of just knowing I get like this extreme, I don't even know what you call it. It's like tunnel vision almost with my belief in myself and in my desire. That only works though. If you go back to what we talked about earlier is if you're completely honest with yourself, like if you're trying to attain a goal just to attain a goal or you want something just to want it, this doesn't really work. When you want something so bad, you ultimately get to a place of, I just, I know this is going to happen and I'm going to make it happen. I don't know when, I don't know how, but it's going to work. So I practice getting into a vibration of knowing, not believing, not hoping, not desiring. It's an absolute fact in my mind already that I am going to accomplish X, Y, Z, or I'm going to get this thing that I want in my lifetime soon. You know, that's the, you have to get into that knowing place. So number seven, number seven. All right. So something here too, to look at is that both Nina and myself really work hard on never allowing our minds to become negative. We try to stay in this mindset of optimism at all times so that we can try to attract optimistic scenarios. And if we ever catch ourselves slipping into doubt about anything or worry or fear, we really try to detach, take a step back and objectively evaluate why that is so that we can then reshift ourselves back into this mindset of positivity. Well, I feel like you and I are also very good at keeping each other in check. You know, like if I am like slipping for a second, like, oh, like any kind of doubt that bubbles up, I feel like you're very quick to like not feed into and be like, hey, like it's okay. You know, we got to think positive, highest and best. Just earlier when we were having our matcha latte together before we recorded, we were discussing something and I immediately said to him, highest and best. So I think it's very important to never, ever, ever slip into a negative space. Doubt, you know what doubt does? Doubt and negativity creates delays in your life. Would you agree with me? Oh, absolutely. It creates delays because then it's creating a reflection of more doubt and negative circumstances it's that like come a, back in. Yeah, it's, it's absolute resistance. If you want something intend on it and let it manifest. This doesn't mean go back and sit, you know, in front of the TV and just magically poof, it's going to happen. No, you have to take actions and you do your research and whatever it is that you have to do, but don't let 
negativity or doubt creep in. Don't even come out. Sometimes I feel like we're almost like programmed to be like, well, it hasn't happened yet. And it's been like three years and we've been doing this. And listen, that kind of talk, it it doesn't serve anything but your ego. I think you're just, you're just trying to help your ego, which is never, we'll get onto that another topic. But I do believe that positivity and optimism are key. Sometimes you and I sound crazy, I think. Well, you really have to figure out too, if you're starting to slip into a negative mind state, what is it that you can do to first recognize that, become aware Mm -hmm. first and foremost, and then figure out how to transform it. And something that we do that's super helpful is immediately begin to verbalize what we are grateful for right now. It is impossible for you to be grateful for something and thinking about all these things you're grateful for and in a negative mindset at the same time. So if you find yourself slipping, immediately say, I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. I am grateful that I have eyes that I can see with, ears that I can hear with. Like even the most things that a lot of people would consider basic, maybe some people don't have those things. So just be grateful for, I'm grateful I have air that I can breathe, that I have food that I can nourish my body with. Like really start to express gratitude and it will immediately change your mindset and help you transform negativity into positivity. The last thing we have here that we both practice is being happy now. Both Brian and I try not to push our happiness out into the future when we'll attain our goals or when we'll manifest the dreams that we want or the things that we each desire and want. We try to be happy now. And I think I think this goes for absolutely anything in life and could be applied to any episode we ever do is life is a journey. And if we learn to be happy while creating as we go, our life experiences will be that much richer. I think many of us, you know, on autopilot seem to put our happiness like, oh, I'll be happy when I'm like on vacation in the summer, or I'll be happy when I get a promotion or make more money. That's not how it works. I think that if you're happy now, that's when the universe serves you more happiness. You know, if you're grateful and happy in this moment now with what you're doing, while still working towards and desiring and dreaming for a better life for yourself, of course, that's when the universe says, okay, you've mastered this level on to the next. That's how I look at him. It's like a game in my mind. So don't ever put your happiness on the back burner. Don't let that you know, do whatever it takes to keep yourself happy. We do things. We'll go to the movies. We'll take small vacations. We'll actively go on walks. Walking in the evenings in the summertime is like one of our favorite things to do after dinner because it's kind of like a easing into things. You know, we're not watching TV. We're not consuming outside media. We're not out grabbing drinks with people. It's just him and I and nature walking, which like breathes to our happiness. And that's where most of our creative stuff happens, doesn't it? It does. It's where a lot of our creative stuff happens. And, you know, when it comes to being happy and grateful now and in this moment, it's it's a challenging thing. So don't think that this is easy. It's taken years for us to get better at this and we're by no means masters and we're always learning and always improving and always trying to enhance ourselves in this way. So if you start to do this and you find that you're struggling with it, don't give up. You can't just say, oh, this isn't working. You got to stick with it. You got to know that this is a marathon and not a sprint. But one of the most challenging things in regards to this is being in that present moment 
we're constantly in a society where it programs us to think about the future. And if you have any anxiety or fear or any type of negative emotion, it's likely that you are thinking about something that already occurred or you're worrying or fearing something that could occur in the future. When you're in the present moment fully with those around you and with your surroundings and you're focused on that in the present moment, that's where you find gratitude and happiness. That's what you need to focus on learning how to accomplish is to sit there in the present moment, regardless what it is, and enjoy this experience called life. And when you begin to feel yourself anxious or worried, just remember that you're probably thinking about something that already has happened or that may happen in the future, and it may not even play out like you think it's going to play out. So just focus on being happy and grateful right now. I also think something uh, people should do, just a little tiny note here, when you're trying to be in the moment and you're trying to be happy, take it from... Someone and I'm and I'm sure everybody listening has you know achieved a goal at some point or another. But just take it from someone who has. I have gotten certain things in life, and I absolutely believe that I've manifested them. I've worked hard for them, but I've focused. I have like, you know, I'm resilient as hell. So I've definitely gotten there. And I can tell you this: I look back and think there were times I did put my happiness on the back burner. There were times that I was so focused on the future and so focused on getting that thing and achieving those goals that I didn't take the time to be happy in the present moment back then. Yet I would have gotten to my goals regardless. So what I'm trying to say here is you need to learn to enjoy the journey and know this, that when you do attain that goal, I promise you, it doesn't feel as good as you think it's going to feel. We tend to forget very quickly when that happens how badly we wanted something. Am I wrong? No, it's absolutely true. Like you get that goal and you've attained that promotion or you got that money. I'm telling you that happiness is a few seconds and then it's gone. You're on to the next thing that you don't have yet that now you want to attain. It is. It's kind of a deadly cycle, which is why we really try to stay in the present moment as much as possible. Because in reality, that's all we have is this yeah. present moment that's occurring. And we don't know what's going to happen in the future with 100% certainty. We can work towards things, but life throws curveballs all the time. So... You know, if you're always trying to go after that next thing, it's a cycle that never ends. It's yeah. the cycle of your ego. And until you learn to delete that ego from your hard drive, you will keep moving in that direction. So focus on the present moment. It's just so important. So we've got some really great books that we hope really help set your intentions towards finding your purpose. And the first one is what you're really meant to do by Robert Kaplan. So that's a great book on really setting intentions and finding that purpose. Another book is called Unstuck, and the authors of that book are Dan Webster and Randy Gravity. And the final one that we have is The Path Made Clear by Oprah Winfrey. That's a great book where Oprah interviews a bunch of people about their purpose, and it's a, it's a really great read that really helps you set intentions and get your mind right. So the quote of the week that we have this week is, the minute you decide you want better for yourself is the minute the entire universe begins to shift in your favor. Your declaration, your command, your intentions, visions, and prayers begin the creation of a new reality. All you have to do today is decide. So basically what we're saying here is find that passion. Take some time away. 
get quiet like I mentioned, find out what that is in your life. And when you find that out, begin to set intentions to get you there. But all you have to do is decide. And once you decide, do not make any exceptions with yourself. Hold yourself accountable each and every day and get to where you're trying to go. And so we really hope that this podcast resonated with everybody and that it was valuable to you all. We're extremely grateful that you shared another episode with us and we hope you keep coming back. And if you like this podcast, what we would really encourage and ask for you to do is to review us and leave ratings on the different podcast platforms. Uh, that is how we can you know, really spread this message further and boost those algorithms on all these different platforms. That's how it works. So <laughs> we'd be super grateful if you would uh, you know, leave a review telling us your thoughts and comments about how you feel about the podcast and give us a ranking on there. Hopefully it's a five star. And you know, we will continue to be putting out this content and sharing our journey with you in hopes that you find it valuable. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.